You are now listening to the NerdWords Podcast, brought to you by UtilityMuffinLabs.com. If you know your party's extension, please dial it now. Press 1 for customer service. Press 2 for podcasts. Press 3 to check on an order. Press 4 to eat at Manhattan's. All right, well, welcome everybody to another episode of the NerdWords Podcast. My name is Nathan. And I'm Bob. And today we are joined by Rachel. Hi. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. How are you, Bob? Doing well, doing well. So, how's the homestead? How's everybody over there? Uh, here, I'd, mm-hmm. I got two of the most laid-back people to be in an apocalypse with. <laughs> well, so the reason why I just kind of like got inspired to chat was because of kind of the the things that are going on right now. Um, yeah. For people that are not listening in real time, uh, we're struck by the plague, basically, um, for lack of a better way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had, there's, there's no other way to, no other way to do it. <laughs> not, I not, would say that... Not we, the three of us, but we, everybody in the world. That's the, the global we, literally. And what I, and what I could tell you is like the, the stress amplifies mm-hmm. every day. As this gets worse, yeah, um, people get more informed or quasi-informed and more scared as they see these numbers jump up. But they're too uptight. To, I am not worried, and it turns into like, yeah, well, what am I going to eat today? I would go out and get this, but what I, I got to deal with what's in here. So I'm having, I guess, frozen vegetables and hot dogs because I didn't, you know, plan well or I didn't think this was going to happen. And quickly, someone's like, "Well, I'm making homemade based chili." With steak sauces, but and you just hear. I'm like, oh shit, that's real. Is this, that's a, is this that's happening a, that's a stretch. in your? Is this happening in your building? Oh no, oh no, 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 no. That's not my building. It's just talking with folks online, uh-huh. like just having like you know sideways conversation. Or my favorite, um, politics. Mm. Yeah, right. You're mm-hmm. like, I don't ever recall sitting down and having a huge, glorious. Let's talk about everything. Shit in politics. Because you'd be there forever, right? There's never any... I've never heard anybody say, hey, positive news. person we elected is doing great. They're turning things around. They're looking out for us. And, you know, everybody's benefiting today. Right now, check your mail. Awesome stuff for you. It's never that. No. It is deep-seated theory of a person who's woke every day and just down tons of coffee and research the exact did you know in the bill of rights it said we were not supposed to pay income tax anymore past a sir we still are grab your sabers and i'm always like jesus right now i'm gonna just chilling yeah and and you're just you're just you're just offering this info and you're right to do it but then i get to wondering the plague wasn't bad enough Right, yeah. right so so right? what you're saying is you're noticing an uptick in sort of social discontent Oh yeah, I think we've oh, yeah. noticed that too. Yeah, I think so. It's and it's understandable. I mean, people are always looking for something external to blame, especially when the the cause, the malady at hand is unseen. So the easiest thing to do is to look for someone else to blame, whether it is a current administration in your own country that you're unhappy with or something in another country that you're unhappy with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot more people are bitching and complaining about things and it's not super helpful or productive so yeah honestly though it doesn't it's not shocking to me that that's happening because clearly people have more time on their hands like they got way more time to think about it and ruminate on all the things that piss them off about the world so yeah everybody has enough time to be an internet troll now so (laughs) right it's the it's the most amazing thing like uh i was told this is uh hey bob you got all this time now to write I was like, I would if there wasn't this crippling stress. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. Right? And like, what what do you mean? It's like, well, anybody who works, like, I imagine Rachel has clean insight. If you have a deadline and you got to meet it, you're all focused in in getting that done. That, that, for the most part, that is true. Yeah. But um, I don't want to distract from your point, but I think the trouble right now is that there's so much unknown that deadlines are kind of a. Uh, you know, an imaginary concept. Yeah. <laughs> like they're getting pushed out. Like um, I, I work in an industry where a lot of the things we work on um, get put into congresses and conventions that happen. Well, many of those congresses and conventions that I was producing material for have since been canceled entirely or pushed out or um, gone to like a virtual online setting. And there's a lot of unknowns. So, you know, whereas you would have thought something was a deadline of, you know, April 30th, now it's a question mark of, is there ever going to be a deadline for it? Like, do we know when the deadline is? So that itself can be stressful. But what were you saying, Bob? Like you were saying, like. Mine was an analogy. And that's that's great insight to what a lot of people like I've heard even reported. Like, we don't know when or if. Right. That's what I keep hearing. Um, but my my analogy was just that when you are. It's different when you're procrastinating to write something. Yeah. Right. And then you get a deadline. You're like, okay, I got two weeks of pretty good crack and you'll crank it out. Mm-hmm. It's another thing when it's like, I, I'm, I'm a person who a lot of people contact for an uplift. Right. Hey, what mm-hmm. are you doing? Talk to me, distract me, you know, entertain me, do something fun. All right, cool. And you get around to doing it after a while. But at the same time, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing to de-stress? Right. Exactly. Right. And, and I'm sitting there like going, uh... Uh, you know, and it goes through it. I'm like, well, do I feel like writing? Yeah. When all my writing turns into kill the phone, <laughs> you know, <laughs> wish I was on the moon. That's, that's all I'm saying is that it's, it's got, it's real hard for everyone right now to yeah. do anything, but just not think about the elephant in the room. Well, yeah. Yeah. One of the things that, uh, I've been experiencing is like, e- even the concept of leaving the house is kind of a little dreadful for me and I'm not becoming like agoraphobic per se, but I'm so like unwilling to be around people. Like I don't want to be around them. And so now like I'm getting kind of like, I don't want to say like I'm, I'm developing a phobia, but like when I see people, I don't even want to look at them, let alone be within six feet of them. And that's really weird for me. Like I've always been a little bit of a standoffish person, but now I'm like getting a little anxious about even like going out for walks because I'm like, if they get me sick and kill me, well, good, good luck. You know, that, that, that whole walk was for nothing. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's kind of ridiculous, but. It's not ridiculous though. Like there have been times where, especially when I was living alone, where I think whenever you've got something that has a little bit higher of a barrier to entry, like working out, right. It's not something that we all universally love doing and it's hard and you're going to purposely put yourself in a place of discomfort for a benefit that you may or may not see, you know, in weeks to days down the road. Right. And so, you know, it's good to go for a walk and exercise and get some fresh air. Well, now you don't want to do that because it's like, it's, it takes away from, you know, work. It takes away from other things. You're going to get sweaty. You don't really want to do it. You haven't developed a habit or a routine. Well you have, but it's, it's, you know, it's something you got to stick to. It's a chore, Right. And then you add on top of that, sure, the anxiety of getting a respiratory illness that could, you know, at a minimum, you know, give you the sniffles, at a maximum, kill you, right? (laughs) You don't know how your body's going to respond to it. And then you add on to that, like, the fact that there are a lot of people out there not doing the things that they should be doing, not social distancing, who are still kind of roaming around and spreading things to each other. So it's like you can't really trust people because there aren't enough people who are trustworthy 
So you have all these things stacked against just doing basic self-care things. It makes sense that you would just want to avoid it entirely because by avoiding it entirely, you're turning down that stress. It's, yeah. it's just extra stress that you don't have to worry about. And I experienced that a lot when I was living by myself when um, I like wanted to exercise and it was really nice outside. I wanted to go for a run. But in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, I don't want to go by myself because like, what if I get grabbed? What if I get snatched? You know, mm -hmm. like, oh, it's not really the right time of the day. Like, I don't want to be out there alone on the trail. Or, you know, maybe it is the right time of the day, but I live in an area where the trail is, you know, not populated with all good people. You know, so the, I, did, <laughs> right. I did have this fear of like getting grabbed or getting snatched or worried about my personal safety. So I can totally relate to what you're saying. I think you just kind of have to be smart about like what you're doing and when you're doing it and who you're around. Basically what you're learning is what it's like to be a woman. <laughs> how, how much, how much would you pay for a Cobra suit? A co what is a Cobra suit? Oh, like a, a GI cobra Joe suits, Cobra? No, no, a Cobra suit. It's designed at when you have to go running and you, and you feel that stress, which is very intelligent to have, you know, in your head. But instead, cause it sounds like it's real impactful to your time of day. Like, there's an ideal time of day. Mm -hmm. Now, cobras have to feed a specific amount of time, but we're going to make these cranky cobras. Like, somehow, it's a suit oh, you oh, wear as a bunch of cobras crawling all over you while you go running. <laughs> oh, okay. And, and, that's, and that's the one thing, because you have a natural deterrent. Like, who would mess with the weird cobra lady that's going true. for a jog? Well, you and, know, my you know, I think a pit bull uh, or some sort of large dog would also be a good deterrent. Yeah. Actually, Perfect COVID-19 deterrent as well. Just like a snarly looking, kind of scary looking dog. That'll keep people six feet away which from is, you. Which is why I've made her a suit that is essentially 12 pit bulls duct taped to Lycra. Um, <laughs> and I, Lycra, I, make, I like yeah, that. I make her walk out. And all of, they're all, they're not rabid, but they're definitely surly. Like, <laughs> surly. you know, we just, we, we don't, we don't abuse them, but we do like maybe, we just, we just like, we just tell them you're ugly and stupid. And they're like, Rah! so, yeah. you know. It's all good. We do want a dog, though. Yeah, definitely. So I want one so bad. At some point. So let's uh, let, let's kind of see, like, what, what have you done, if anything? What are you doing to deal with this stress? Like, how are you spending your time? Uh, has anything changed for you in that regard? Well, I look at my roommate to see how high he is. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's the first thing. Like, it's a base level. It is true. If you are with somebody who's amped, in, in a bad way, just super stressed, mm -hmm. they up your stress level, right? So it's nice that he's half unconscious to just 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 chilling, right? Mm -hmm. And he is, because he still has to go to work. Both of them you know, are, are out doing what they have in essentials, right? Yeah. Um, honestly, I think it's because both they're, they're, there's a lot of employers of not big businesses who think they can keep skirting that line. Yeah. Right? And so they're going to do it until they can't. And, you know, when they're getting paid, they got to do what they got to do. Yeah. But... It's like, uh, I'll tell you exactly what he told me. There's no point in you getting stressed about it if you can only do what they tell you to do, right? Follow the guidelines. Beyond that, you got to live your life. So what are you going to do uh, to do that? And I was like, God, interesting. So me and myself, I try to, to, well, to help me sleep, it's usually I'll, I'll do some sort of mini workout here um, in a day uh, before I do any, any sitting. About every two and a half to three hours, I have an alarm set. Uh, it tells me to get up, move around, stretch, try to do something else like that. And uh, at that point, I just try to relax, just try to de-stress. And then right around before I go to bed, I'd like to tell you every night at midnight, I'm unconscious. No, nah, it's been like three in the morning. Yeah. Right. That's just how my energy level works with that, with stress. It just takes me a while. So then I'm like, cool. Well, let's get back into push-ups. And that's a, uh, for a lot of people, push-ups <laughs> are easy. 
Like I used to bench like 400 plus pounds and that was, that was easy. Even then I still couldn't do a push up, not a proper one. Right? right. And then I was like, screw that. I'll just max weight. Blah, blah. And I'm like, ah, this is really smart to do. Let's do it. It's hard. Yeah, it is. You know, and admittedly I'm up to five. It's awesome. Which it's proper. There's a difference. Yeah. No. I was taught this ridiculous wide grip thing an entirety of football, and then I'm looking at this guy at lied, and he's like going, yeah, anybody uh, played football, you're probably taught this real wide stance when you do it, and he goes, but you want to work your chest, so bring your elbows in. Yeah. And right. put it there. And so, and I was like, oh, if it's wide grip, I'm okay. But when I brought it in, I was like, good baby push. Good <laughs> yeah. baby push, you know? Like it was done. I was like, huh, well, interesting how it works. You do body squats. You do all sorts yep. of little things to get you winded, but my whole goal is to feel like I'm... Uh, just just get me so hyperventilating and sweaty, I feel like I'm dying, and then just chill out. Yeah. Like, just, just wash up and chill, and just let that put you to sleep. I'm only laughing That's because uh, I've been doing the same thing here uh, yesterday. Rachel's like, hey, let's do some push-ups. And I'm like, okay. I, I was going to the gym before this happened. You know, we were going, we tried to do three times a week, but... Sometimes we'd miss a day, you know, but anyways, we're going and doing basically, I was doing pure like machine weights, benching and you know, that, that sort of stuff. And so, you know, I felt like, oh, you know, I I really had gained some strength. And then she's like, all right, do some pushups. And I was like five in and I was like, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, you you can go on your knees. There's no shame there. And I'm like, I'm not going on my, and then I went on my knees. So (laughs) um, there's no shame in it. You know, it's just. Wasn't working no, out the I, right parts I'll tell of the body. you, we'll, we'll be in the same shame corner if they're shaming it, but we will not <laughs> right. be there. And I took solace in the, excuse me, the Marine Guidebook for mm-hmm. boot camp is do these on your knees if you can't do full till you can right. and work your way up. So I was like, if the fucking Marine Corps has, has this put this because there's enough people that learn and we're learning. We're just getting it done. So tell Bob what we did the other day <laughs> to take advantage of the time that we have uh, in sequester. When we uh, we drove and picked something up. Oh, to Half Price Books? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, we just just tell the story about Half Price Books. Yeah, it's just, I just thought it was amusing. We So we went, we, she was like, hey, you know, have you ever seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? And I was like, yeah, I've seen a couple episodes, but I never it's one really. It's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. And so uh, anyway, I was like, all right, well, let's see if I can find it online. And, uh, you know, short of like, you know, pirating it, there's not really a good, inexpensive way to get it online. And um, I don't usually pirate a lot of media because, one, I'd like to pay for it just because, I don't know, I just feel like that's the right thing to do. And also, I don't know how. So (laughs) (laughs) if someone someone a little more tech savvy than me taught me how, maybe I would bend my own rules. But for right now, I like to keep it honest. So anyway, I was looking online, looking on eBay, and I was like, you know what? Half Price Books uh, still, I think, has doorside pickup so if you call them they'll like look for the thing that you want and they'll let you know if they have it and then they'll set it aside and you can either pay in cash when you get there through your car window or you can like give them your credit card on the phone and so i called like on a long shot and i was like hey do you guys happen to have any seasons of it's sunny always sunny in philadelphia and the guy's like oh what season are you looking for and i'm like i just like the earlier ones and i'm hold for a minute comes back and he's like yeah i got seasons one through seven Um, and like each season was like $4 less than what you could purchase it for on Amazon. And I was like, I'll take them. (laughs) I'll take them all. (laughs) So so. we went and it was the first time Nate had left the house to do any type of errand other than like the only time he, first time he'd left the house, except for to take a walk around the block 
in probably 12 days. And we just got in the car, drove to Half Price Books. The The kid came out and a kid, he was probably in his 20s, a guy came out and he, um, you know, brought the DVDs, put them in the trunk. And I I had paid ahead with my credit card and I like had um, a $10 bill. I was going to try to give him like, you know, like a thank you. Like, I appreciate you doing this. You know, times are tough for all of us. And clearly if I've got the extra money on hand to buy seven seasons of a TV show for (laughs) about 40 bucks, I've got an extra 10 for you, homie, because you're awesome doing a job. And he's just like, no, 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 I can't. I can't. You know, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, rewind to we stopped at a Dunkin Donuts because their drive through was still open to get a coffee because as everybody knows Nathan loves Dunkin Donuts and we very rarely get to get any and the half- I was just shocked they were open yeah the half price books is right next to the Dunkin so anyway we go through the drive through and there's one guy working in there and this was a kid he was definitely if he was 18 I would have been surprised and he was manning the drive through by himself it wasn't super busy but still kids running a whole Dunkin Donuts by himself um, right. and, uh, you know, I get, we get our two coffees. I pay with the 20. He's giving me back change. It's like 15 and some change. I was like, tell you what, you keep everything. Just give me the $10 bill. And he's like, oh, I keep this five. And, he, and I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay. And he just like, <laughs> throws, the, throws the change out the window. No argument. And I was commenting to Nate on the way home. I'm like, isn't it weird that the Dunkin' Donuts kid took the tip, but the half price books kid did not. And he's like, no, that kid was working at a shittier job for less money yeah. all by himself. And yeah. I was like, it's they true. were like, stay here all day and pour coffee by yourself and potentially get the plague uh, for, you know, eight bucks an hour, maybe, if he's lucky. Yeah, Half Price Books is probably, I can say with 100% certainty, Half Price Books is a nicer place to work. Damn right I'm taking that five bucks. (laughs) (laughs) So it's the the most I've ever given for a tip at a Dunkin' Donuts, but yeah, it was worth it. I still think that's awesome. I think that's awesome to do, actually. Um, The converse to that is me getting weirded out at the Jewel. Because uh, when I finally get there, they had first when it started, it was like no eggs. We all know the no toilet papers, no eggs, no toilet paper, mm-hmm. no Purell. Um, but I was marveling at the fact that everything that was healthy, overstocked. Yes. Right? It's just yeah. it's just stuff there. And I'm like, good for me. And I'm like, take my shit. Yep. See you later. And, and moved on, right? And I heard my first argument over a bag of rice between two white people. Just trust me, it was cathartic. <laughs> and uh, I was like, huh, interesting. All right, moving on. And that was it. And uh, then I go back to Jewel, right, recently, and I'm like, I was in there on Monday, and I go walking around, and I'm like, Uncle Ben's, it's on an end cap, it's like the first thing I see coming in. And mm-hmm. they're like going, oh man, it's great, it's two for five. That's a box of shit for five. And I said, yes, the times. There is no rice. That's what they're telling you. Right. <laughs> there is no real rice. This is the rice you get. You right. want rice, it's here. And I was like, all right. And I'm moving on, and I listen to the workers, and there's this guy there, this real nice guy. And I don't know what condition he is, but he has one. But he's uh, always super polite. He's, he's He'll walk up to you and go, I hope you have a good day today. It's like, you know, God loves you. You know, he's real, real simple type of guy. But cool. It was heartbreaking to listen to him uh, not say anything. He's just working. And you listen to three people try to tell him it's okay. You know, the world's not over. You know, no one's dying, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, everyone's just so unhappy. And, you know, I got to watch it because people could kill me now. You hear him say this. And I was like, that's hard, yeah. right? So that's weird. And, uh, you know, you move on. And uh, everybody's walking up and wishing him a happy day, being real cool with him. And I liked seeing that. The part that got weirder, though, is when you round the corner. And there's this guy that was basically like a 15-year-younger Nate. 
working at the meat counter, right? He looks at me. He's got the tattoo sleeves, right? Right there. Gauges in his ears. His hair's all shaved back a bit. And uh, I go walk up. He goes, sup, big man? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm gonna, what's the spiciest sandwich meat you got? He goes, yeah, I hate that pussy meat. Which one you want? <laughs> and, I, and I just stared at him. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just looking for a spicy. What's the spiciest you got? Uh, I'm not going to give you that wuss-ass chicken nothing, whatever. What's that called? I don't even eat that. I eat this, cage of turkey. Okay. I'm going to get some of that cage of turkey. He's right on. He starts making. He goes, so, tell me. What are you going to do when it all falls apart? <laughs> My sandwich? <laughs> right? And he's like going, nah, nah, the sandwich is good. You're going to grab them spicy pickles. You're going to go ahead and get that spicy mustard. And uh, how about we get you a type of sharp cheese on here, like a cheddar or something? And I'm like, I'm being upselled by Dr. Cool. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. He's not asking me about it. He's just telling me what I'm getting. I said, hey, I can only find this weird, expensive vegetable bread. Is there, nah, you're not going to find any more bread. Take that. It's good. What, what, about the, what about the Italian stuff from the bakery? You trust our bakery? What? <laughs> okay. And he gets the stuff in the counter. I get it. And I'm like, all right, that's weird occurrence number two. I'm about at Bob's Red Flag 3 when I get out of there. Right, that's when I leave the cart and just come another day. <laughs> just leave, right? It's getting close. And uh, it's almost there. Everyone's doing their thing and I'm getting, I'm just seeing what's not there, what's available, which is pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing pretty standard. Eggs are like next to nothing gone. Um, you're, good luck, real rice. Good luck finding anything. The staples of Dunpilford. It was weird seeing no canned goods. Yeah. They're, they're just not there. They just had extra cheese it boxes and nonsense. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's weird. Okay, anyway. The meat. This guy working in there. He's like, just so you know, you want the steaks. He's like, what do you mean? I'm putting these stickers on where it's $2. For like a, a porterhouse we're going to have out there. You're going to put a porterhouse out there for $2? It's literally bad as of today. So trying to kick it out the door. I was like, I don't even know if that's legal. <laughs> <laughs> You're weird. I'm going to just leave. And like, I just took what I had. And I go up to the front. And I'm like, Jewel did this thing where they didn't give a shit about anybody. You had self-checkout. And of their eight lanes... One of them is open. Yeah. Sometimes mm -hmm. two. Yeah. And you just deal, right? Well, now all the lanes are open, and barely anyone's in the self checkout. And I'm like, okay, um, that's cool. That's why the lines are less. No big deal. This elderly couple sitting on the side and uh, hear this debate, and it's about what items they're going to get. What do the grandkids want? They're going to drop off food, and you know they're trying to get what they get. And I start cracking up because the husband literally stops and he goes, "You know, we got to worry about us." She's like, what? He goes, we're, we're here shopping for us. Right. Kids will be taking care of He just takes this stance. And I'm like, I would never hear that before. And it dawned on me. What's different? Normally when Bob goes to the store, because I like people watching, no one says shit. Right? It's closed mouth, head down, looking for a deal. They just got off work. They're just stressful throwing right. it in. We're going to make this and move on. Now it's, it literally they, like gives you the impression they feel, or a lot of people feel, it's, that's it. This is done. This could be your last shopping experience. And I was like, okay, well, we're going to just staple this off to not coming back to this jewel for a long time <laughs> in Weirdoville. I can't deal with it. You know, it's just malaise. Oh, and then there was the youth. You mentioned the young guys working. That's what I noticed, too. We went from, like, uh, about, you know, mid-40s to late 60s working the checkout to, like, straight up high school. Yeah. That's yeah. who's there. Because, uh, you know, the, uh, the people that are older um, probably doing everything they can not to have to go to work. Well, yeah, a lot of people have kids, too, so yeah. everybody's kids are home, so anybody that has a school-aged child probably can't work, but if you're 16, 17, 18 years old and 
school's canceled, you know, you can go in and sling coffee. Yeah. And uh, like I was uh, I was watching some news articles today where they were talking about how um, places like Walmart and Amazon uh, and just places like grocery stores are literally hiring people because like it's not that there's no stuff. It's just that they can't keep stuff on the shelves. They just can't keep up with the constant demand. But everything else, like, you know, restaurants, small businesses, they're not, they're not allowed, they're not essential. So they're not allowed to stay right. open. So, yeah, that's a big difficulty that people are, are certainly experiencing at this point. Yeah. The last time I went to the store was Saturday evening. Mm-hmm. And it was not great, but it wasn't that bad. Um, like you said, Bob, there was no bread, there were no eggs, there were no milk. There were signs saying that they were limiting people to two each as far as bread, milk, and eggs go. Um, obviously, there was no toilet paper, no paper towels. Um, I was at a very small Kroger grocery store um, in, like, really small, like a neighborhood Kroger. Um, but they had plenty of produce, all the vegetables you could want. Um, they didn't have any meat out. Uh, they had some cuts of beef but there was no chicken nothing like that yeah we were kind of smart because we went to costco a few weeks ago and we weren't smart we were just lucky yeah actually we were just lucky because uh so i i was like uh, about to start doing keto uh not keto um carnivore i was just going carnivore um kind of elimination diet if you're not familiar with it but basically you just eat meat or stuff derived from meat and you know it's uh I'm not going to get into, you know, the the diet, but, but, but we got lucky because I was about to start this diet and I had done it for like one day and this stuff started to kind of reveal itself and I got a little sick, but not, not that kind of, I got some stomach issues. And so we were just like, all right, well, I'm going to hold off until I'm not having these stomach issues. I think it I ate some bad chicken it wings. It wasn't from the carnivore diet. No, so no. He's, he was doing the carnivore diet because his psoriasis was getting really bad. And we had heard some things and read some anecdotal things that sometimes elimination diets can help that. So he's like, well, let me try the carnivore yeah. diet just to see for a yeah. month and see how it goes. So we had stocked up, not really stocked up, but we had bought a lot of meat and we got it from Costco because it was less expensive. And so while we were at Costco, we got a couple of other essentials just because we were out running errands. This was the day before everyone lost their goddamn mind. So we got kind of, we got kind of lucky. So then Nate and I, we like first or second weekend of March, we go out to dinner to a, a restaurant here in Indy that he had never been to. I hadn't been to in a long time. It was like this pub and food was fine, but probably the chicken was undercooked and we both got a little sick. Um, his lasted a little bit longer than mine. He had some serious stomach issues. So we were all gung-ho carnivore diet, eats the carnivore diet. The next day we get like the tummy grumblies. <laughs> and then he's like, well, I'm going to wait until I feel better. And then like long story short, now we have yeah, enough food in the house that we don't really have to go to the store for a little bit, except for just a couple things here and there. Yeah. So, yeah. So we got ground beef. We can make plenty of soup <laughs> because produce <laughs> is readily available. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about that too much. Yeah. And I have a friend and I, so I went out on Saturday. We, we were basically out of everything except meat. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go to the store. And I asked my friend, I'm like, do you want me to go grocery shopping for both of us so that fewer of us are out. And she's like, that would be great. So I got her groceries and I got us groceries and she's going to go for us. 
like this weekend when she goes so that hopefully, you know, we can limit our exposure collectively and that's smart put fewer people out and things like that so yeah Yeah. so and the main reason why i haven't been like going to the store going out is because of the psoriasis because i'm on a medication that is an immune suppressant so it's like don't want to get it don't don't want to get sick um it's kind of a hot seat yeah it's a yeah exactly so you know, I'm not I'm not worried about it, but at the same time, there's like a thing in the back of my head that's like, you should probably try real hard to avoid it. You know? Yeah. It's it's one of those Russian roulette things. Like, I'm not saying everyone has to start thinking about that, but when someone's like, well, because I've been on the other side of the spectrum, too. We hear it. Yeah, fuck it. It's just people who's their mind. You know what they're talking about. It's about they, they know what they're talking about. Right. Have you been to the World Health Organization site? Have you have you looked at that? Yeah, the, you checked but it out? These scientists, they but, don't know what they're talking about. They they didn't go to school right. for it. Well, that's that's not what they hear, right? What they <laughs> right. hear is like, what so you get a sniffle, you get a little choky choke in the morning, I just huh, drink some water, go to work. That's what I do. Why is everything closed down? And it's like, uh yeah, um, I'm gonna take it that you don't read. <laughs> or, or, or check stuff out to follow through on it. Or just like listen cool. to one doctor speak on YouTube, like on one press conference. Like doctors are scared, right? Like yeah, you know how scared, yeah. you know how scared you were when you went to the store and there's no toilet paper. Imagine being a doctor who has to go to the ICU and there's no ventilators. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> There's two things I learned by watching what's going on in Italy. The first one was awesome to watch all the people at home cheering mm-hmm. and that opera singer actually put on a mini solo for her neighborhood, her neighborhood, just, uh, you know, we're here, stay strong, which was mm-hmm. awesome. But then to hear 24 hours later, the hospitals were so filled that uh, they let this slip out that a doctor was talking about, we got to make a decision about who we can treat yeah. and who we got to let that be what it is because we don't got a choice. And they're aiming at the younger because they stand a good chance of surviving. And so let's help them do that. And how shitty that doctor felt. Yeah. Right. That he had to do that. And aside from that, the mares, right? I, uh, I saw <laughs> that video. <laughs> I, I, I love Italy. Oh. I love Italy for watching those mares, man. It was, it was my a, favorite one is little ahead. dude. is the little dude walking up to the two guys playing ping pong on the shore. And he's like, what are you doing? And they're like, we're playing ping pong. You're playing ping pong. You think you can play ping pong right now? Go home and play oh. video games. <laughs> Yeah. Go home and play video games. It was so good. And there was a couple of them that had the very stereotypical Italian hand gestures while they were talking. And I was just like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Thank God bless these mayors. I love the one that was like, da, 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 Will Smith, da, 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 I am legend. And then like, the translation was, was, you are not Will Smith, and this is not I am legend. <laughs> it's so funny. But the craziness, they had somebody who actually tried to start up a business to do order hairdressing. Right, so you would call them up, and the hairdresser would come to your house, and he was like, "Oh, it's great." So you take this service, and you do it, but then uh, you have a you have a closed casket for a funeral. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Who's going to see your Who's going to see your uh, your hairdo when your casket is closed at your funeral? Right. Yeah. Italy pulling no punches. No, reminds me of a uh, like. Chris Christie when like hurricanes were happening in New Jersey and he was like, get off the beach. Your tan's done. (laughs) (laughs) You've maxed out your tan. Go home. (laughs) Oh, good times. Yeah. So the world's kind of sucky right now sometimes in some places, but yeah. Yeah. The the big thing that I heard this morning though was about Louisiana. That, that really, yeah, that's, 
it, it's ridiculous. I mean, because there, there, there wasn't really any warning for anybody to know, like during Mardi Gras, like this stuff, I don't think was really think, on the radar here. I mean, like if you watched the new, if you were like paying attention to international news, all you saw was like, there's this terrible virus in China. Oh, there's a couple cases here, a couple cases there. Oh, geez, this poor cruise ship that sucks off of the coast of Japan. But like, yeah. I don't think any Americans were like, it's going to happen here. No. Like some people, like I was aware of it. I was like, well, this was, you know, this is, this is going to suck. Like, you know, oh, there's a case or two in Chicago. Oh, it's someone who came back from Wuhan. But I don't think during during Mardi Gras or Good Friday or not Good Friday, during Mardi Gras, they anyone was thinking about this. No way. We we know now that some people in our government got briefed on it and chose to ignore it and not tell the, the citizens of this country. But citizens were not like, oh, I probably shouldn't go to Mardi Gras because I might get an upper respiratory infection. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah. And now it's like based on statistics. Yeah, we, it's it's going to blow up. We and, know uh, we know people that were there within like the, just the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So, you know, we're like kind of, you know, have our fingers crossed that they don't have it already because, yeah, it's it's pretty intense there. Mm-hmm. So. So I can recommend, as a side note, is that it's good to be a nerd. Right yeah. About now. Yeah. Um, I only state this because I've I've heard you know Castlevania. We watched that with people. Yeah. And that was a, that was a big hit, worth the the toe in to it check was out. Pretty awesome, by the way. I I enjoyed it. You know, yeah. Warren Ellis is really good, and to make that, it's a video game I half half hearted enjoyed. Yeah. Right back in our day, you would run to a friend's house and it'd be on the Nintendo or Super Nintendo and. It's a side scroll, and you're like, "What's this dude with the whip?" It doesn't help like, that my favorite Castlevania is the one that everybody hates, which is two. That's my favorite one, right? And everybody's like, "That sucks," but I thought it was great when I was a kid, right? And then you just wait your turn, you die, and everybody had that day. And I'm like, "How do you make that a movie?" And then Warren Ellis is like, "Well, because you make an anime series, yeah, and check it out." And it was awesome to just see that brought to light and uh, what that world would be like. It's weird to see a scientific Dracula. Yeah, yeah, I was like, "What is happening right now?" <laughs> You know, you call it magic. It's science, except it's magic because he's a god. Right. And we just state that anybody could turn, he's a vampire, that could turn into a mountain of flame. Yeah. Seems to kind of like. Fly. Yeah. Teleport and use the elements to drown out his enemies. Oh, and summon an army of hell in a year. Yeah. I just, I don't know what part of science that is exactly. <laughs> um, It's Wallachian, for instance. It has to be. Mm-hmm. It's special and unique to there. It's uh. Um, but he didn't produce the virus. I want to let you know, Dracula didn't. That's not his style. He would send demons to your house directly. Yeah. And, uh, that's the type of guy he is. We, we did learn that. Um, other than that, I got back into World of Warcraft after like 11 years. Oh dear Lord. (laughs) Right. So that's been a, uh, I can't even describe it. It's like, I've done this before, but I've never seen this. And I added like a whole bunch of cutscenes and. They got rid of the nonsense quests, like run over and pick 12 things and come back. It's like now you're trying to save someone and you're escorting someone. Like, what are we doing here? Right. This isn't the same game anymore. What's going on? And uh, I heard somebody go, well, why don't you play WoW Classic? And I, and I paused. I was like, excuse me? Right. Like, or I'll tell you how it was in chat, how I knew I was older than this. Like, there's a crowd <laughs> of people who were like, what the fuck? And it was this. They talk about WoW. I was like, what about it? And this guy goes, well, you know WoW, Bob? It's like, well, yeah, I played it. And he goes, well, you play it. Okay. Um, regular unleaded. What? 
And like, it's World of Warcraft. It's, money. it's like, no, oh, 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 there's WoW Classic. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, so I I was going to ask, Rachel, have you ever played um, an MMO or World of Warcraft? Do you have any idea what that even looks like? Yeah, I've not played World of Warcraft, but was it EverQuest? Was that one? Yeah, that's old school. Played played EverQuest, yeah. Yeah. So you understand run around, kill animals, collect, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Nonsense. It's basically, they devolved that all into, I think everybody knows it, but they just know them as uh, web apps on the phone. Little Mm -hmm. phone app games you can play. It's basically the same mentality right now why i'm laughing about this is because you know me and my like you could play skyrim till the wheels fall off right skyrim got a good solid four months out of me and that was it never yeah. again right until an expansion comes out well look at wow and i'm like i don't know how long i'm gonna last but sure i'll mess around with people we'll all have fun whatever and i start playing and i'm like this is all new this is awesome this everything's new stuff's done and changed new everything's story awesome and then someone goes don't you feel wow should be played classic only <laughs> no no why would i feel that why why on earth would i and don't i get that already like if i want to just stop at the level i last knew and yeah, play right. another character or don't right. no it's not the same we want the raids back but the raids are still here no and while classic it's different there's nothing there's none of the things you had you had to remember all the you mean go back to the time when you complained about the stuff they've advanced and mm-hmm. corrected you know what this you know what this says to me bob mm. This, this says to me that edition wars even exist in uh, computer games and MMOs. And it's, it's inevitable. Yeah. It, it just it makes me happy that uh, there's people out there just holding a torch for the old ways, you know? I uh, it, it, It's everywhere. I mean, because yeah. such as that, I got to ask another big question, which is right for Ellie. Bob, do you prefer World of Darkness or Chronicles of Darkness? And I said, is darkness in the title, dude? It's like, yeah. <laughs> Boom, we're happy. And he's like, really? I was like, uh, yeah. Like, I don't see... Um, You control the world that you roleplay in. Right. So, what's the issue? It's like, well, I feel that they... And here's where people lose me. Whenever somebody goes, well, you know that the writers and what they chose to do and their deadlines and time, I literally just zone them out. <laughs> <laughs> Completely discount everything they have to say until they go... What I like about it. Oh, the positivity. What do you like right, about it? Right. And then that's it. And it's, oh, is there more positive here than there? Yeah, then you should probably be over there then. Yeah. yeah. Thumbs up. You deserve it. I, un- I understand. I understand this world. I mean, I like Star Trek. You know how many iterations of Star Trek there are? <laughs> <laughs> My advice is, is if you don't like the new thing, because it's not like the old thing, the old thing still exists and no one's paying you to watch the new thing. <laughs> <laughs> so... Why don't you go get a life, yeah. dork? Nobody's gonna nobody's <laughs> gonna pound down your door and tell you that it, it's just yeah, it baffles me, you know. Yeah. Especially like when when I hear people complain about like V five and like yeah, there's stuff about it I don't like. There's stuff about V twenty I don't like. There's stuff about second edition I don't like. But guess what? I don't have to include that stuff. I can just do whatever I want. That's the beauty part about running a game. I can just do whatever I want. That's the greatest thing about being a grown up. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah, you do, yeah. you do what you want. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But it's just, but it just occurred to me that I had a, I heard, I heard a ridiculous argument. I couldn't weigh in at all. I know who John Luke Picard is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know the character. Yeah. But somebody was explaining to me that he was the Captain Ahab of Star Trek, mm. that he was the rogue badass of space, mm. that he was the end all be all board killing super being. And they were doing a whole new movie series line. Whatever. It was a doing show. Yeah. 
Oh, there's a show. He actually is kind of a badass. I don't really understand the Captain Ahab analogy, but yeah, I mean, Jean-Luc Picard, in my opinion, is the best captain. So, yeah. I mean, I can hunting, get, get behind the statement, yeah. The Ahab statement is hunting the board. That's his forever white whale. And that makes him Ahab to see them dead. And I was like, hmm, I, don't, I was interested about that. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess I could see that. I guess I could see that. They did fuck with him a lot. So, to be fair, he probably... Wasn't he Borg for a while? Like, yeah. Didn't I see that in a movie one time? Uh, no, you saw that. Well, yeah, you probably did see that in the first Contact movie. Um, but uh, he was abducted by the Borg and was being transitioned, transformed into Lacutus Borg, who was going to be like one of their leaders. And yeah, so he, he was taken to the Borg and he was assim- partially assimilated, but then they rescued him back and were able to reverse engineer all of the assimilation. Yeah, we we saw the first episode of that uh, Picard show. And as a non, like, Star Trek, like, I, I wouldn't say I'm not a fan, but, like, I'm just a casual, you know, like, oh, yeah. I'll watch it, whatever. I thought the first episode was really good. There was a lot of stuff that I didn't know, but it seemed that Rachel understood what was happening. And I like space and sci-fi, so I was like, oh, yeah, this is good. Yeah, I haven't, we haven't watched any more episodes, um, not because of lack of desire, but just like, it. I don't know, it's like I keep meaning to clean the spice rack too, but it's just, it's not high on my list of priorities. <laughs> like, I, I really want to watch it and I am excited about it and I probably will put down, throw down the money for the CBS All Access, but it's like, I just, I just have a lot of other things I want to do every day and I never get around to it. So, yeah. I am hoping that this, this time will teach people that, there's just too much now. There's just too much, too many things. Like yeah. I like even with extra time, I still don't have all the time to read all the game books, watch all the shows, see all the movies, write all the stories. Like it's just I think it goes back to what Bob was saying about how like, yeah, I have all the time in the world right now, but I'm too stressed. And it's it's like, yeah, like you have to be nice to yourself and give mm-hmm. yourself and sometimes playing Skyrim or jumping back into World of Warcraft, these are all I don't know if they're necessarily the best or the most healthy, but they're all like uh, comfort and like self, uh, like comforting mechanisms. And what's the word I'm looking for? Not comforting, but like um, coping mechanisms, right? We go back to the things that we're really familiar with because we know what to expect because that's not stressful. Yeah. Like even like starting a new video game, reading a new book, writing another chapter or starting writing, starting anything new has that barrier to entry and that challenge. So it's like, I mean, yeah, I have all the time in the world to watch. Well, I mean, I don't, but, it, you know, I have more time to watch all of the things that I want to watch, but kind of it's just comforting to sit back and rewatch episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because I, I, I know what to expect. It's low low stakes. <laughs> <laughs> low stakes indeed. Yeah. Because of the implication. <laughs> That's the only thing Nate knows from that show. He's just like, because of the implication. Well, now I but know it's like, like tip, what is it, typical Tammy? Oh, the, yeah, it's a classic Tammy. Classic Tammy. There's so many, like, I can't wait until we get to the rum ham episode. Oh, That's one of Danny DeVito's best episodes. Have you seen that one, Bob? I've I've seen it. I've, uh, there's, there's like four people trying to force the show on me, mm. which is not the approach, because then, then I like sneak watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there was when it was on Netflix and I couldn't escape it. It was always like, "Hey, even Netflix is like, you should watch this." Yeah, and I was like, "Should I?" Hmm, something different. And then I started watching. Oh yeah, that was funny. I saw the one where they was uh, under the bridge talking about eggs. Yeah, yeah. 
right? Yeah. You had that going on. Uh, that was hysterical. No. And uh, I enjoyed it. But there's a weird one where Danny DeVito was covered in... Hand sanitizer? Like naked. Yes, and yeah. he's covered in it. It did so like, like a baby. I was like... Yeah, he. What is going on? There's like some sort of illness. It's kind of like they're all getting sick, and Danny DeVito ends up like shaving himself. His character Frank shaves all the hair off of his body, and he kind of goes crazy. And he's like, "I have to be pure," and he like <laughs> drowns his whole body in hand sanitizer. And they're like, "What's going on?" And they they see like this slick of hand sanitizer around the bar and into a back room, and they find him in just tidy whities, and he's covered in hand sanitizer, crawling <laughs> on the ground. And he's like, "I have to be pure." Uh, it's really funny. But the rum ham episode is. I won't get into the details of the plot, but Mac and Frank, Danny DeVito's character, they end up finding themselves like kind of marooned on this raft at, at the beach. And Frank is like, he has this ham, this like Christmas ham that he's in, infused with rum. And he's like, he's like, yeah, Mac, get yourself some rum ham. And they're like, you know, basically marooned and getting drunk and getting drunk off of this ham. <laughs> but then like at one point, the ham falls overboard. Floating. And it, it starts floating away, and he's like, rum ham, rum ham, come back, rum ham, I'm sorry, rum ham. It's like so funny. Oh, my God. Like, that show, Danny DeVito, say, you know, people say Tom Hanks is a national treasure, but Danny DeVito is, is really our national treasure, I think, you know. He's highly underrated. Oh, my God. He's so funny. He's so great. Ugh, I love Danny DeVito. Well, I guess we'll check in in uh, a couple of days and see how things are going. Um, my goal is to try to be more consistent about putting out Nerd Words episodes, especially now that I really have no reason not to. Um, so uh, <laughs> let us know, you know, how, how you guys are coping with your isolation and, um, you know, if there's any games we should, we should suggest. Also, if you guys don't know, this is just something that I'd mentioned on another podcast that we do. The, the the website Zencaster. Um, if you don't know, Zencaster has a couple of different um, like packages, I guess, for podcasters. Well, the the hobbyist package is the one that we normally use. You get to have one guest, and you know you get a very limited amount of space and etc. Well, Zencaster is opening it up until I believe July, so that you can have as many people on using the program at the same time as you want. It doesn't cost you any extra money. So, you know, if you're in a situation where you're like, man, I really want to talk to my friends. I want to record. I want to have a bunch of people on. Use Zencaster. Go to their website. You know, they're not paying anybody, you know, to tell other people that. It's just a really awesome service. So I would definitely suggest using it. And hopefully in the next couple of days, couple of weeks, maybe, we'll have some extra people on. And, you know, we'll just chat with everybody from all over, you know, now is a great time to connect with people and use this technology, um, to, to connect and, and, you know, not feel so isolated. So, all right. Well, thank you, Bob, for joining me. Thank you, Rachel, for being on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's always a pleasure, man. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, until next time I am Nathan and I'm Bob. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the nerd words podcast. If you enjoyed the previous podcast, go to utilitymuffinlabs.com for more audio, art, and gaming material. Listen to our other podcasts, including 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade, the Playing Hooky podcast, 
and the Metal Mortuary. Look for us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Discord, and YouTube under the Utility Muffin Lab's name and support us at Patreon under 25 years of Vampire the Masquerade podcast. Utility Muffin Labs, consistently rated adequate. Thank you. Goodbye.